0: to something else so a uh, terrorist attack it looks like in germany france france in france in france uh, in france. Yeah. uh how uh, many people killed
1: there were three people killed 11 people were injured the hunt is on a for, shooter for the shooter who is apparently known to police he'd been in jail a number of times and they say he was probably radicalized while he was in jail which happens a lot yep and uh, supposedly according to cbs when he was sh- doing the shooting he was uh, shouting la akbar yeah. god is great
0: Boy, so France with five weeks of yeah. rioting and now a terrorist attack yep. and a guy on the loose.
1: Yeah, and of course, you know, the terror rating in France has just been jacked up yet again. France, they're having a tough time, tough couple of months. I'd Man. say. All right, thanks for that
0: update. I wanted to talk to Mike Lyons, our news, uh, CBS News military analyst, because, and Mike Lyons, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Good to have you back.
2: Hey Jack, great to be with you.
0: Um, i got a couple of things I want to uh, touch on, but I, I heard the story that Turkey's looking to go after the Kurds, and in particular, the Kurds that we are backing. I wonder, that sounds like a problem.
2: No, no, it is, and this is all about geography, and it's the fact that the Kurds have been successful in their military operations against ISIS in this ungoverned northern Syrian space that uh, they have uh, control over. And, in fact, they are linking up with um, other forces, let's say more to the west. You look at it, look on a map at it, you look more to the west. The bottom line is they're just controlling a, a tremendous amount of space there that has now got the Turkish government uh, concerned as their, their end goal of the Kurds is to establish this nation called Kurdistan, and they're getting close to having you know space and all the things around it. And uh, it looks like now the Turkish government is going to go after some of these enclaves under the guise of, going after terrorist groups east of the euphrates again that's code for northern western i'm sorry northern eastern part of uh, syria
0: and uh, so the 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 kurds have helped us out on numerous occasions correct
2: you're going back years going back from iraq go back to desert storm go back to the 1980s the kurds have always been on our side um and if you think about it, uh, they are, I, I believe, the largest contiguous type tribe, let's say, of you know, about 30 million, 40 million individuals out there, do occupy four different countries. Um, they occupy Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran, um, even places, a small part of Armenia, but um, they don't have a nation state, and they identify as a nation state. They have resources. They have a tremendous military. They've helped us significantly in that part of the world, and um, they are enemies of the Turkish state who feel that uh, they want a separate state within Turkey, and then the Turkish government obviously won't let them do that.
0: They're the biggest group in the world that doesn't have their own state, isn't that correct?
2: I believe so. That's exactly yeah. right. From Again, from a tribal perspective, you're looking sure. at from that
0: um, way. So when So uh, when, when I hear a story that says U.S.-backed Kurds, uh, to what extent? How, how, how much are we backing them? Uh, you know, if Turkey starts jumping ugly with them, where are we going to lend them air support, or what's going to happen?
2: Well, you know, that's always exactly what ends up happening is um, you know, you, the United States will step in at the third dimension from the air. Uh, we don't have that many troops, mostly advisors, that are in the northern part of Syria here. We, we are on the western um, southern border, trying to stop a land bridge that exists between Iraq and Syria. So we don't have a lot of troops up there, but we do have some some advisors. And, well, you know, monitoring the situation on the ground. The question is, what does Turkey roll? Do they roll, you know, a tank division? Do they roll 300 tanks? You know, how, how do they go after this? Because if they go to look to occupy it fully, then I think the world's got to step up and say, what's going on here? Um, if they look to go in to clean out certain cities in there from their perspective, the areas and pockets of resistance that are still part of this seven-year civil war that's taking place inside of Syria, that, that's one thing. But if they go in, let's say, full bore with all these equipment and all this uh, all, all tanks, for example, then you know that they're looking to occupy it.
0: i got to believe that uh, behind-the-scenes diplomatic, Diplomatic efforts are being made to make sure that at no point do do U.S. forces or planes or whatever come in contact with Turkish forces or planes.
2: Right, and and this is where the people we have on the ground, where they risk their life, is you know they serve as markers, as we know where they are from a GPS perspective. We can kind of track them, monitor them, and and again, military people look at this as geography, and they look at they're going to look at to, to see what the Turks are doing and try to predict where they're going to go. Again, based on um, key terrain in areas that, that, that uh, they want, that they know the Turkish government is going to have, that I think they're important. And again, from their perspective, they can't have this Kurdish state to their southern flank, their southern border. It it, it, it presents a tremendous risk as Kurds inside of Turkey would want to come and become part of that. You'd have you know humanitarian problems and all the things that go with that.
0: Okay, so we'll keep an eye on that area of the world. And while I got you on the phone, just two other things I wanted to ask you about. Since I keep seeing that uh, various uh, the, the groups of people, some Republicans, some Democrats, I don't know. It, it's kind of uh, interesting uh, bedfellows with this, but really pushing the whole relationship with Saudi Arabia because of the killing in Khashoggi, of, of Khashoggi, and we all know that, and MBS almost certainly ordered it. I don't even doubt that, that story. But um, how big an ally is Saudi Arabia? Is that something we should be messing with?
2: No, and again, we have to look at this in a long, uh, in in a tooth approach. And part of the problem is the Democrats and the media, from my military perspective, they, this is all about Obama still. Obama cuts this deal with the Iranians that was awful to begin with. Uh, He sees the world that he wants it to be as opposed to the way it really is. And you know our, our alliance has always been with it, Saudi Arabia as an ally. Now I get it. What happened was awful. Um, you know I watched the, the, this morning all of the fake outrage about what the Secretary of State said, and we're still trying to you know, murky the waters there. But the bottom line is this: in, in if we decide to cut Saudi Arabia loose for some whatever reason, whatever that means, I mean no, one, no one's got a, an answer either as to what we're going to do. Um, we're going to stop buying their oil. We're going to stop. Uh, sending literally hundreds of billions of dollars worth of technology and equipment to them, it would be a big mistake. They'd find it from someplace, they'd align themselves with the Russians or the Chinese, which is really how this how this whole proxy thing is going right now, is who's who's kind of state sponsoring uh, you uh, on a going-forward basis, and we can't do that with Saudi Arabia.
1: Well, we all saw the the
0: high-five and big smiles between MBS and Putin a couple of weeks ago. I mean, that would right. be a game-changing world history move if all of a sudden yeah. Saudi Arabia was aligned with Russia.
2: Yeah, and it could happen, and that's the thing we've got to recognize. Because, le- le- And for those who think that we should just dismiss that because we're going to realign ourselves with the Iranians, it's just foolhardy because while the Iranians clearly have more um, a his- history with the United States to have a potential relationship – Go back before 1978, 79, before the revolution. You know, Iran was fundamentally a Western country. And, again, Obama wants to envision that world again, Iran being the greatest foreign policy failure in the second half of the, of the 20th century. That just doesn't, it's not there right now. The, the leadership is not there uh, in order for that to happen, and it's not, it's not going to happen anytime soon.
0: And then, finally, and uh, we don't have much time, and this is a complicated subject, but are we back to square one with North Korea, more or less?
2: Looks like It um, look, doesn't look like we've got any progress there. It looks like we're going to reset, start over. This is going to come back to uh, the president being an embarrassment for him if he doesn't get some progress somewhere as the intel community just continues to leak out things that North Korea continues to do without recourse and without anything going back. The, 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 we can blame a little bit South Korea here possibly because they, they want it to work too. You've got a president there that's trying to make, again, the world the way he wants it to be as opposed to the way it really is. Um, but the question is, what happens if they cross some kind of red line here? What's Donald Trump going to do in North Korea? We surely can't fire missiles in there.
0: Well, yeah, that was a hell of a thorny problem. And it, it, it's still a hell of a thorny problem. So and and they their technology is better now than it was a year ago. At some point, I'll bet they're going to demonstrate it. And then we got a real problem.
2: Right. when Once the North Koreans start doing the things that the president said they haven't been doing because of him, then it's going to then it's not gonna go south pretty quickly for the
0: president. Wow. Well, those are uh, three stories that are all fascinating, <laughs> and I don't know how they're going to turn out. Mike Lyons, military analyst. Always like your time. Appreciate it, Mike.
2: Great. Thanks for having me.
0: We have some breaking news. I actually need the breaking news donkey there, Michael. On the donkey braids. We have breaking news. He looked like a thug when you picked him up. Michael Cohen has just been sentenced to three years in prison. Okay. Okay, okay. There he is with his wife, so you said he's 52. And your question okay. is? You said he's 52. He looks to have like a senior in high school and a sophomore in high school for kids. That's rough, man. Going off to prison for three years with that uh, family, and they might lose their home in uh, legal costs and stuff. That's tough. He either has, what, what, what is that, uh, Hanson? What's that uh, arrow you're putting over there? You're
3: trying to indicate something? He seems to be fascinated with the uh, fluffy frills around uh, the wrist and elbow of a jacket one of the people is wearing. <laughs> his, oh, his
0: daughter's wearing, using a cane. Okay, well, I don't know. She needs a cane. I don't think it's a, you know, I don't think it's a uh, an accessory, a fashion accessory. She needs a cane. Are you mocking the handicapped? Is that what you're doing, Hanson? Wow. We will not stand for that. No, we will not. Um, but no, you don't want to go off to prison when you got a couple of high school-age kids. Well, nobody wants to go off prison period but uh in his lifestyle so you got to think he either just doesn't have anything else to give um that could keep him out of prison on trump he just doesn't have anything else or he's got something and he is the kind of guy that's going to he's going to go to prison he's going to be a stand up guy as they say
3: and keep it quiet i don't know which of these it is or 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 there's a third or on the third hand he rarely seen third hand he was gonna go to prison for like you know the the five consecutive life sentences and he gave them so much that he was able to get it down to three years yeah is that a stretch yeah yeah well (laughs) it
0: it depends on which tv lawyer you're talking to but i've seen a lot of tv lawyers say if he had something good he'd have been able to stay out of jail right right he'd have been able to stay completely out of jail if he had something really good um and that the, the the theory from like Chris Christie and others, people who have been in this situation where you're trying to squeeze somebody like that, like he dealt with mafia people all the time.
1: Chris Christie squeezes a lot of people.
0: <laughs> like if you're trying to sit next to him on a plane, he's squeezing you. Um, the theory is they held this three years out there because they thought he had something else. Right. And he either doesn't or he's not willing to give it up. But they thought the thought... Like Chris Christie says, Mueller believed Cohen has more information, and that's why they held out this prison term, and that's why they're sending him now, because at any point he could say, okay,
3: I want to talk. He could today. He could right now. He could next week. So as this gets more, quote unquote, real for him, he can all of a sudden say, oh, that's right. I remembered. it's funny. You
0: know, it just occurred to me. Yeah. Hey, oh,
3: right. Were... Oh, Russia.
0: Oh, the hammer and sickle. Gotcha. Ah, yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah. Right. So there, there's that. So maybe he didn't have anything and Mueller was just wrong. Or he's, you know, being a stand-up guy in the classic mob sort of way. I don't know which. But the guy is going to prison for the reason. Or he's just such a crook. He's just such a crook and has been for so long that Mueller thought, this guy's got to go to jail.
3: That's what I think.
0: It could be that. <laughs> There'll be more reporting bye. Bye-bye. There'll be, <laughs> There'll be more reporting on that throughout the day. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Uh, so what we heard inside was that uh, a, a deeply emotional Michael Cohen breaking down several times uh, in the course of speaking to says Judge Pauly uh, when he was speaking about his family. He says that today is the first day of his freedom, that he has been incarcerated both mentally and personally since the day he started working for President Trump. Wow. Uh, and he respected him for his business and real estate acumen, uh, but he says that, uh, that it was a decision that he deeply regrets. The judge says that along the way, as much as he appreciated Michael Cohen's cooperation, that somewhere along the way he lost his moral compass. He's been sentenced, as you know, to 36 months in prison. In addition to that, he's been sentenced to two months in prison for his lies to Congress. So the 36 months have to do with the New York charges. Those are tied to tax evasion, false statements made to a bank, as well as the two charges tied to tied to campaign donations for lying to Congress. He got two additional months, but those are going to be served. Currently, simply put, he's going to serve those the same time as the other uh, other 36 months. So huh? it'll just be three years for Michael Cohen. In addition to that, he's got some bills to pay. He's going to have a, a $500,000 forfeiture. Whoa. He's going to have to pay back 1.393 million dollars in taxes that he owes. Whoa. In addition, he's going to have a, a $50,000 fine, as well as three years of uh, supervised release. So pretty. Ha- and we're going to pluck out three
0: nose hairs. I mean, his life is his as he knew it is over. Okay. That's rough. That's rough. So with the concurrent sentence, it's three years. Um, but all that stuff, that's New York. And from what I understand, the president's pardon powers don't apply to that. So the president can't pardon him for that. The president can only pardon you for uh, federal stuff. Huh. If I'm wrong, tell me. But I think I'm right. Text lines four one five two nine five 295 kftc President can't get me out of a parking ticket? No, I don't believe so. Um, What's the point? (laughs) What's the point of being president? (laughs) Uh, So can't help going on that stuff. I don't think Uh, those fines would ruin you. I don't believe that he was going to lead an upstanding moral life that we would all look up to had he not run into Donald Trump. No. He doesn't strike me as that sort of character. I think running into Donald Trump and befriending him probably uh, put you in the big leagues of what you were willing to do. Uh, your moral compass was allowed to uh, to work in bigger venues with bigger dollar amounts. I can believe that. Oh, that was something, though, he said there in the courtroom. Now, First of all, he could be, I suppose he could be acting, pretending. I doubt he is, though. He's a guy that's been uh, skirting the law his whole life, and now he's in his 50s and his, his kids are in high school, and and they're going to be broke. That'd be the hardest part to deal with. Uh, I was reading the other day about uh, they're going to lose the family home, and they'll have no money and no savings, and, and they need the kids' college money, blah, 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 the whole thing. That'd be rough. Plus, you're away from your family
3: for three years. Good news. College is a ripoff, not worth the value. Back to you, Jack. <laughs> Um, but him saying there, what did he say? We need to get that exact quote, if somebody can come up with that. T- something about, today is my first day of freedom. From- I've been in a mental and emotional prison since the day I started working for Trump. It was something like that. Yeah,
4: He is like a little baby.
3: <laughs> I can't tell if Cohn's smart or not.
0: He uh, sure- can't? <laughs> well, he looks like an idiot and sounds like an idiot.
3: Mm, that leads me to a conclusion.
0: <laughs> but... Can you do all the stuff he did and be an idiot? Some people just have a dumb face, and some people sound dumb.
3: So I have a theory that it's probably... You have f- a dumb face. It's, it's, this is with the presupposition that I think Michael Cohen is not smart. Smart enough to become a lawyer, but in the realm of lawyers, he's probably on the bottom 10% of intelligence. And I think it's really hard for a dumb lawyer to make an honest living. Because if I have legal stuff that I need lawyers to do, I'm just going to hire the smart lawyers to do the legal stuff. That leaves only the dumb lawyers left to do the illegal things, which I think is where he found his sweet spot.
0: That's
3: uh, Sean's theories on law school. But um, I went to community college for about three semesters.
0: I uh, also don't know if he's going to a real prison or Is he going to one of those places where you play tennis and golf every day and you know work on your tan for three years? Which would still suck. You're incarcerated, but it's not exactly like... Uh, You know those prison shows you watch on MSNBC on the weekend. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be in that kind of a
3: prison. Uh, You don't know if he's going to have to get jumped into the Aryan Nation or anything like
0: that. He's going to have to walk up to the biggest, baddest uh, accountant who committed a white collar crime on the tennis court and uh, insult his attire to show his credentials. And he's not going to be pushed around there (laughs) and his
3: phony bookkeeping (laughs) techniques. Exactly. You call that fluffing the records? I've,
0: I can only assume we're going to get some sort of response from Trump on the Twitter machine at some point, given the fact that Cohen just said in front of a judge, I'm now free from my mental and emotional prison that was working for Donald Trump, If something along those lines.
3: Trump's last tweet from uh, five hours ago has yet to respond. Okay.
0: Well, word will get to him that Cohen said that. Who knows? Who knows? Somebody's got to make a movie about all this someday. It's gonna be very exciting. On the the other legal story we had earlier is that Stormy Daniels, a judge ruled she has to pay was it three
3: hundred thousand dollars? Three hundred thousand dollars. Indeed, indeed. She has to pay Trump three hundred thousand yeah. dollars for legal for, fees. for
0: wrongly claiming
3: something. That was the defamation claim yeah. case that she said Avenatti filed against her wishes. But they've now since made nice, and I guess are working together again. Right. But, but yeah, that was the that was the defamation case where she was like, I didn't even want to do that in the first place.
0: And now she has to pay $300,000, which right. I'm thinking she doesn't have $300,000. That's a large chunk of money. That's got to be uh, really, um, really sting to have to give that to Donald Trump. And, and Donald Trump has to be really enjoying taking $300,000 from, from Stephanie Clifford.
1: Well, I'll never fear. Never fear. Avenatti says that Stormy Daniels will never have to pay a dime of that money to Trump. It's because he's
3: laundering money from her GoFundMe page to pay
1: for it. (laughs) What's coming up your news, Marshall? Well, we got the fiery conclusion to the wall brawl for you. What's the line on British Prime Minister May surviving today's no-confidence vote? We have the bookies weighing in. And if you are flying over the holidays, the TSA has a special deal for you. Coming up minutes
0: from now. That's such a different story they have in those uh, system they have in the parliamentary thing. We'll talk about that coming up. Where you know any day you could change leaders. It's pretty interesting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> out loud that I don't think a Krispy Kreme donut is a particularly good donut. Are you allowed to say that out loud? In America, you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine, but I'm not, not even close to my first choice for donuts.
3: The hype to satisfaction ratio oh. on those is way off. <laughs> way out yeah. of whack. What is your favorite donut, Jack? What kind? It's
0: um, just kind of your regular, on the corner, usually run by Asians donut shop. Like your coffee shop donut yeah, style. Yeah, thing. those yeah. freaking yeah. fantastic. Uh, Let's get the news now by Marsha Phillips. Well,
1: President Trump had a very public Oval Office confrontation over his uh, push for money for a border wall and the threat of shutting down the government. The wall brawl, as some are calling it, featured Trump facing off with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. It all came down to this fiery conclusion.
4: One thing I think we can agree on is we shouldn't shut down the government over a dispute and you want to shut it down, I, no, you keep no, no, talking no, no, about no. it. The last time, Chuck,
1: you shut it down. No, no, no.
4: And then you opened it up very quickly. And 20 I times, don't want to do what you did. 20 but, times Chuck, you have called for, I will shut down the government if I don't get my wool. None of us have you said You want to know
1: something? You've said okay, it. My you You've mind. said it. I'll take it. Okay, okay, good. You know what I'll say? Yes. If we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay, Absolutely. fair enough. And we I am disagree. proud, and I'll we tell disagree. you what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems and drugs pouring into our country. So I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down. I'm not going to blame you for it. The last time you shut it down, it didn't work. I will take the mantle Good. of shutting down. And I'm nasty. going to shut it down for border security. But we security. believe you shouldn't okay. shut it down. Well, Thank Lord. you very much, everybody.
4: Hey, yeah, everybody,
1: what about a party? Make your way out. Make your way out. Your way out. <laughs> what about the Putin call?
3: Yeah, because you know Americans, they don't like their <laughs> drugs at all. They don't want those coming in. <laughs> So
0: they use these um, these opportunities where we're going to run our money as points of leverage. Both sides have done it over the years, and sometimes you get something and sometimes you don't. Uh, but the argument from the other side is let's let's just agree to keep the government open, and then we'll deal with this later. And you know when they deal with it later, whether it's reforming Social Security and our entitlements or immigration, they don't. Something else comes up, and have- they just fund the government again backwards funding, that is we're spending more money than we take in.
3: I have yet to hear a compelling argument on why a government shutdown affects me in any way I at know. all.
0: I know it, it only really matters to the Washington DC class and the reporters get to make a big deal out of it because they live there and they got friends in government and it's a big deal to them but for I don't think the rest of the country really cares that much about a government shutdown. I really do
3: not. Like if it shut down for January,
0: w- would I even would I notice? A full shutdown, obviously we would all notice it at yeah. some point, but this yeah. partial shutdown, right. I think it would take a long time to get to me before i would notice um well, oh so there's been some polling on this yeah trump is very safe with uh, the republican party something like 75% of republicans are okay with shutting down the government to try to get funding for the wall overall you include democrats and independents 54% say no but it's still close to 50-50 so you know, that's where we are
1: British Prime Minister Theresa May faces a no-confidence vote from her Conservative Party members later on today. Her problems stemming from her attempts to negotiate a deal with the European Union for the UK to leave the EU. Well, British bookmakers have weighed in now. They have suspended betting on the question of whether May will win that confidence vote by her party. According to the bookies, they say... Well, the odds favored May from the beginning of the day, and they did nothing but improve as the vote tonight nears. So she's going to hang
0: on um, and, and continue to be prime minister. And I didn't know this because I haven't memorized British parliamentary law. But if you call for a confidence vote and they survive, you can't call for one again for a full year. So she's safe for a year. yeah. So it might have been a miscalculation to call for this vote because, you know, we're getting more into the thick of the whole Brexit thing. Right. It might become even less popular, her ideas, but they can't call for a confidence vote again for a year.
1: Right, right, right. And the uh, bookies are all saying, you know, we're pretty much 100% certain she is going to win. All right. If you're packing for some holiday travel like I am, the TSA's website's got a new feature to help you figure out what you can and cannot bring. The TSA website, what can I bring feature... You can go ahead and enter the name of an item, and it'll tell you whether it's allowed in your carry-on check bag or not at all. Ice pick. Going to bring an ice pick. Bazooka.
0: Not allowed to bring a bazooka.
1: <laughs> TSA. Axe. Not about, no axes. <laughs> TSA is also stressed uh, to make sure, once again, you arrive at the airport at least two
3: hours before your flight to allow for time to check your bag and get through security. It's my emotional support axe, though. I, I, I get very <laughs> anxious when I don't have my axe with me.
1: And and lastly, a settlement has been reached with CBS News and three women who filed a lawsuit accusing veteran journalist Charlie Rose of sexual harassment. The suit claimed Rose made physical contact with the women, including (laughs) including caressing, (laughs) touching, and kissing them. Right.
0: The old dangle your legs in the pool oh no my pants are wet is that how water (laughs) works
3: whoopsie daisy now I've
0: got to take my pants off and return in just a robe that is open oh my goodness my genitals are showing
3: Allow me to jump in the shower that happens to have perfect sight lines no matter where you're standing in my house. Yes, I had the architects draw it up that way. <laughs> so is he off the hook now or what? Well, so they,
1: CBS uh, made the payments. Of course, they're not revealing how much they had to yeah. pay out. Yeah. And, uh, Charlie's uh, pretty much in forced retirement And at this super point. old, so it's hard for him. To... I'm
0: surprised he hasn't tried some sort of online thing to just see how many You know, his own website. Right, right. He might have trouble getting guests. I don't know. I was
1: going to say, yeah, because his his venue was the long-form interview. Joining me today is Matt Lauer.
0: (laughs) God, I miss that show, though. I miss his show so much on so many topics that are going on. The Saudi Arabia stuff, he was friends with all those higher-ups in Saudi Arabia. He'd be having those on. God, I miss his show a lot. So he gets to talk to Matt Lauer and uh, Louis C.K. every night.
1: (laughs) One final, final note. City of Oakland's filed a federal antitrust suit against the Raiders and the NFL asking for monetary damages over the team's planned move, upcoming move to Las Vegas. Oakland is charging in the suit that the 32 NFL teams collude in a, quote, illegal uh, cartel that demands cities. Publicly finance new stadiums or risk having a, fr- a franchise move somewhere else. I mean, yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> so anyway, Oakland's launched that suit. I'm Charlie Rose, welcoming
0: you back for the second time this week, Kevin Spacey. Kevin, what have you been up to? What are your new projects? <laughs>
3: What's new since Monday?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, there was a clip in that A and E documentary. Um, about the Clinton affair in which they worked in Kevin Spacey in a really unfair way about the Clintons. I thought it was just awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Him handing her an award for something and I thought that was just fantastic. Uh, Anyway, The Petering Out (laughs) is coming up next. The Petering Out. It's where we ease our way out of the show. We don't leave a bad taste in our mouth. The autumn wind is
3: a radar. Can't hear this without just John uh, Bethesda? That's not his name. I don't know his name. The voice of the Raiders. Yeah, the voice of the NFL guy, yeah.
0: Um, any chance Raiders ever come back, you think?
3: Is this for good? To Oakland? No, they're gone. No. Yeah. That's forever. Yeah, yeah. Possibly another city that's not Vegas. I don't know, but yeah. I, I doubt ever coming back there.
2: So begins selling augmented reality sunglasses that have speakers and a microphone in them. Perfect for people who hate having the sun in their eyes and friends in their life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good one. That's pretty good. Uh, so Michael. Yes, he writes tight jokes. He does. Seth Myers is good at writing jokes. Uh, Michael Cohen sentenced to three years in prison. Did we come up with the exact quote of what he said in front of the judge? Maybe somebody can dig that up while I'm talking. What he, what he said about the emotional prison he was in with, with Trump, that's a heck of a thing to say in the courtroom. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, but I was talking about Cohen's going to lose everything. So what just happened to Cohen? Losing his home, losing all his money is no different than what happened to me in my California divorce. Welcome to the club. Decent point. Somebody else uh, mentioned on the text line, and i would forgotten this, his wife is insanely rich uh, when he married her. Remember, she had all the places that they bought in the various Trump buildings. That's how Cohen met Trump in the first place. And I'm sure if she's got that kind of money, they had some sort of legal separation of their finances that nobody can get to it. So they'll be all right. Family will be all right. And, you know, as usual, if you don't want to pay the penalty of being a criminal, don't do things like Cohen, it would appear, has done his entire life. That's one thing. Millennials are killing all kinds of things. We've talked about this. There was a list last week of 70 things supposedly killed by millennials. Everything from bedspreads to malls to phone calls to golf to tuna to the Toyota Skyon killed by millennials. Yes,
3: Sean, do we have the Cohen quote? Yeah, I've, I've, I've tracked it down. I have been living in a personal and mental incarceration ever since the day I accepted to offer ever since the I'm sorry. I've been living in a personal and mental incarceration ever since the day that I accepted the offer to work for a real estate mogul whose business acumen I deeply admired. I assume he's talking about Donald Trump.
0: So, so. who? So were you a willing participant in this uh, prison or were you uh, able to walk away at any point or it was just really paying the bills being Donald Trump's lawyer? So fun while it lasted. I don't know. He'll probably write a book. He'll be on Dr.
3: Phil crying at some point. Playing fraud like Stockholm Syndrome card sort of thing. Is that what he's trying it's, to claim? See, well, it's not what he's, but that seems like he's playing full on. Sim- I Oh, finally, the truth has set me free. And now he's just really trying to sprint to the redemption arc of his story as opposed to Could the be. punishment part. He seems like a guy that's been manipulating
0: everything from people to the law is oh, all yeah. adult life. So I'm sure he's got a game in mind. Yeah, we'll see him on Dr. Oz. He'll write a book. He'll be walking out on award shows to standing ovations from the liberal uh, celebrity media before you know it. Him and Michael Avenatti, hands
3: Tell, in the air. How, <laughs> so how hard was it to work for Donald Trump? And he'll put
0: his head in his hands and sob, barely able to get the words out. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing in the near future. Um, millennials have killed off all these different things I just mentioned. I had not ever seen the Toyota Skyon on the list. The millennials killed that off, huh? Um, it's too boxy. But according to Morgan Stanley, who looks into money and how it's going to be spent, in an investment firm, millennials joining with Generation Z, which is even younger, Generation Z born between the mid 1990s and the mid 2000s, currently 20% of the population, because they think that Z and Y will have very similar attitudes and priorities. They will form together into one super generation. Oh, Oh. how about that? Super.
3: (laughs) I kind of like a little Power Rangers thing. One's the (laughs) arm, the other's the leg.
0: This is according to Morgan Stanley. uh, So this will be a super generation that will be the largest generation ever. And with their powers combined, they form Captain Planet. Well, Morgan Stanley seems to think that with their powers combined entering the workforce, they could save or at least delay the insolvency of her quite some time, Social Security and Medicare, because there'll be so many people entering the workplace and they are a little more frugal and savers, at least so far, uh, hardworking, etc., etc. So Morgan Stanley has optimistic view of our big. I'm not happy to. I don't want to count on this super generation to save Social Security and everything like that. How about we just craft a system where we don't. Uh, We don't spend way more money than we take in. That's never a good long-term plan. But anyway, that's from Morgan Stanley. That's their prediction. Currently, Social Security is supposed to become insolvent by 2034. Well, that seems pretty close. That does seem pretty close. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) indeed. Yep. Uh, Morgan Stanley says it could be pushed back decades by the super generation. That is Z and
1: Y getting together. I'll get to work.
0: Of course, that's not going to help out tuna fish, is it? Canned tuna. It's not going to bring back canned tuna or the Toyota
3: Skyon or whatever that is. (laughs) Paper napkins, you stay dead. All right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to drive around a Toyota Skyon with my trunk packed full of bedspreads, canned tuna, mayonnaise, all the things that the millennials hate for some reason because they're just a hateful group of people.
3: Final thoughts with
0: Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Never before have so few done so little for no one in particular. Keeping my mouth shut. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There you go. I'm your host for final thoughts, Jack Armstrong.
1: Uh, Let's check in for a final thought from Marshall Phillips. I got to tell you something, doctors, I wish you guys would pick up your phones. I was just on hold for 12 minutes waiting to say, hey, when is my appointment? A woman comes on and says, oh, hello, can you hold, please? Well, not for long. I'm <laughs> on for another six minutes. Yeah. How do you stay in business? Well, uh, I
0: don't know if you heard our report from our Obamacare lawyer, but uh, wait times should uh, get longer. Oh, jeez. I mean, that's just the, that's what he predicts, and that's his job. Wait times are going to get longer, care is going to get worse, and prices are going to go up. Yeah, oh, excellent. That's, that's what we're looking at for the next 10 years
1: at least. Final thought from Michelangelo, our board operator. Was glad to see Michael Cohen sentenced to three years in prison. Finally, so- today, society is a safer place where
3: children can play. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Final thought from Positive Sean. Yeah, one of my favorite things on Twitter are when people with hundreds of followers craft a tweet that gets thousands of likes and retweets. Uh, I stumbled across this one the other day uh, from one Zach Dunn, officially starting a rumor that the dudes from Dave and Buster's are the, uh, Dave and Buster's are the same dudes from Barnes and Noble. Dave Barnes and Buster Noble. Why not? Who effin cares? Awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm perpetuating that rumor. Those are the same brothers. Fantastic. <laughs>
0: So we have a new place on our website. Is this what you're telling me, Hanson, at armstrongandgetty.com? It's now called Best in Show.
4: Yeah, it's an easy way if you go to ArmstrongGetty.com and you want to find all this stuff. When you say go to ArmstrongGetty.com, click on Best in Show and you'll find uh, gaming with positive Sean, the hot links, the Walmart employee who quit over the store intercom, the Monopoly man crashing the Google hearing.
0: Joe's live report from the hospital. That's all good stuff. So you click on Best in Show when you go to com. Awesome. That's perfect.
3: Make sure you check the haunches. The what? Haunches. Best in Show when you're judging oh. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> See you tomorrow. God bless America.
2: This is... Uh
1: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
4: Thank you, and good night. <laughs> and the show's over. <coughs> what?
2: Bye-bye.
4: The neighbors might think, think.
2: Invite them over if you like. Say, what's in this drink? I'm um, nothing but spry. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.